said publicly. Till last night in the van, I never said over. And I wouldn't say it publicly. I didn't feel entitled entitled to say this publicly because I'm afraid to say it. I'm afraid if it's if it's accurate. But but in, I, I told it in the car. It was late last night. Late at night, you tend to say things that you shouldn't say. And Lemaisa Avi Jaffe told me, gave Askama, he said that Reberkowitz said such a, such a thing, so I feel uncomfortable saying it. I don't want to quote Reberkowitz. I didn't hear it from him. I would quote Avi Jaffe, quoted even, even that. Was it exactly what he was saying? I, don't, I have to talk to Avi. But I feel that Avi felt this is something that Reberkowitz was expressing, so I feel, I feel the right to say it. I asked him to please understand that I still want to, I want to ask an Adam Gadol if, if this is accurate. So I ask you to please take it with such a manner that the Derech Efsher, maybe, it's a thought, but it, it's a segue, this is, not, this is a segue into the topic I want to speak about today, not the topic I want to speak about, but I'll share it with the Olam, feeling empowered from Avi. I will share this with the Olam. For a long, long time, for many, 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 many years, when I daven Shman Esrei, there are words that are very difficult to understand. It's, 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 it's difficult words to even say. And you say these words, any, any thinking person from time to time will, will say, I can't believe I'm saying this. You're speaking about Hashem and Shman Esrei. And Shman Esrei completely focused on the Rabbani Shalom. And you start with, with, with Shvachos, with praises of Hashem. Remarkably, we praise Hashem and Shman Esrei. Then we have a series of Bakashos requests that always end with praises. So we have a series of just praises. We have a series, the middle of Shemayin Esrei's, the middle of Shemayin Esrei's of Bakashos, requests and praises, and then we end again with praises. But even the praises at the end that we end with, which is a question for itself we were discussing, even the last section of praises have requests again in them, which is interesting. If, if, you, if, you, if you follow the flow of Shman Esrei, you start praises of Hashem. The first three brachas of Shman Esrei have no requests. They're all praising people like who, are, who don't know, try to stop in some requests here. Don't put any requests. Till you say, no requests. You're just praising Hashem. That's the first three brachas of Magen Avram, Mechayim Esim, and Akel HaKadosh. Don't try to stop in any requests. Those are all praises. The first three bows. That's how Shema Nesrei works. Just praise Hashem. You're <laughs> praising Hashem. Then you have a middle section of Shema Nesrei. Twelve brachas of Shema Nesrei. Where you are actually... It's twelve slash thirteen. Lama Shina Maisafa. Twelve slash thirteen brachas. Where you are actually... Where you're actually requesting and praising... You do both. In every single one, you request praise, request praise. In those 12 slash 13 brachas that you request and praise. And then you end Shman Esrei from Maidim, Ritzei Hashem Alekeinu. And you end with, again, praises of Hashem. Maidim Anachulach, V'cholachayim. You end with praises of Hashem. In the last section of praises, it is strange that there are requests there. And you're ending praises before you walk out praising Hashem. You do have requests. Sim Shalom is requests. 
Barchenu Avinu Panecha. You are you are having some requests here, but you're ending officially. You're ending officially, Elazar, with with praises of Hashem. There are requests mixed in. Valid question, but that is the tzura of Shmanesri. Remarkably, in your section of praises of Hashem, you say Baruch Ato Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, you're the source of all blessing. Elokeinu velokei avisenu, our God, the God of our fathers. Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. You call Hashem the God of Avram Avinu, the God of Yitzchak, and the God of Yaakov Avinu. Remarkably, you refer to Hashem, who's the, who's the creator of the world, the only power that exists in the world, Elokeinu, the power of the world. You call him Elokei Avram, the God of Avram Avinu. And you throw for any thinking person, you throw, that you refer to Hashem, the God of Avram. He's the Rabbanishal and the master of the universe, the creator of all. Why do you call Hashem the God of Avram? Why are you saying that? The God of Avram. He is the God of Avram, the God of everybody. Why are you referring, why are you, in, in your speaking about Hashem, in your praise of Hashem, why are you calling him the God of Avram? You're talk, we're speaking about Hashem. And it'll be Meshabeach Hashem. He's Godol, he's Giber, he's Naira. Why are you referring to Hashem as the God of Avram Avinu? Why are you saying that? We're talking and praising and focused on all that... On, on the Rebbein You observe that he does kindness. He's Kainei Akhoel. He created everything in the world. You're speaking about all the things. He's a Melech Ezer. He's Mashiach. He's Magin. Why are you speaking that he's God, that he's Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov? Why are you saying that? That he's the God of Avram Avinu. Why are we saying that? What are we trying to express? That he's the God of Avram Avinu. In the, in, in the beginning of Shema Nesrei, speaking about the praises of Hashem. So, of course, the simplest pshat, when a person, what, what does everybody think? Why am I, I'm talking about Hashem. Why am I saying he's the God of Avram? So simply, like Avram is such a great person, and he told us, Hashem. Hashem's the master of the rules. Avram Avinu chose him. Now, if you're speaking about some product, so you say, this is the product that this guy drinks. This guy drinks this product. It, 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 it's quite the product. You say, you say on Hashem, you're Avram Avinu served Hashem. Talking about the Rabbi Shalom, why are we saying Elikei Avram? For years it bothered me and bothers me what we're saying. What are we saying Elikei Avram? So this is what I want to share with you, the following chat, perhaps. Shimmy, you hear the cash of Shimmy, Elikei Avram? We're talking about Hashem. What do we say? He's the God of Avram Avinu. What are we saying by that? So you say the great Avram served Hashem. Maybe. Look at the great people. They served Hashem. Maybe. What are we saying, Elikei Avram Shmuel? What I want to say, Rabbi, say, how do we understand Hashem? How do we connect to Hashem? How do we have a sog in Hashem? 
the way we understand that we can, Hashem is smarter than us than we'll ever be than we can ever imagine and we don't philosophy has nothing to offer a person in the service of Hashem because the most brilliant of men the more the dumbest guy we, I ever taught in my life was very into philosophy he's the stupidest guy in, in, the, in the world he's known as a genius he's the dumbest kid I ever taught him in 17 years of, of being involved with Bachem the dumbest guy I ever taught was very into philosophy he's the dumbest person I ever met he's a Bucky in all philosophy he's the dumbest guy I ever met my son would rip him to shreds because he's into philosophy he's the dumbest guy I've met he's so dumb because he's so into philosophy and his, and his being he, 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 you're studying Hashem you're an absolute idiot you're an idiot and he, he has all these pshat the, the more he knows the less he knows smart. he doesn't have that muna pshuta so how do we how do we connect Hashem from Torah? What Hashem taught us, the Torah, that's how you connect Hashem. Eights of one is you learn Torah. And Hashem's Chachma, you study Hashem's Chachma, you learn the thoughts of Hashem, the ideals of Hashem, through Torah, that's how you study Hashem. Through Torah, through Limarat Torah, He told us His thoughts on all different matters, and that's one, that's the simple way our person connects and understands Hashem. But there's another, there's another absolute necessity besides Limarat Torah. You have to learn from a Rebbe, it's called Shemosh. If a guy would study Torah, you know like a guy who learns a language but never heard anybody speak it, he learned it from the dictionary, see, he mispronounces every word, because he never heard somebody speak it. He never learned how to use the words. The second absolute essential to connecting to Hashem is to connect to an Adam Gadol. It's a pasuk, it's a ledav kabai, kliv to Hashem. Is it possible to cleave to Hashem is an Eish Ochla? But there's something deeper. So Pasha, the simple way of viewing it, the simplest, the simpleton says that when I have a shaykh, it's another kadol, so I see how to live Torah. I see how to apply it to life, the ideals of Hashem. I know how to pronounce the words now. I know how it translates into life. I have a Messiah, how to live a life. I have a shemush. Bali Chuvu often struggle raising children because they don't have shemush from a parent. Our shemush in raise how is a Torah person raise a family is from our parents who got it from their parents. And they have shemush, they have a practical shemush, they have the Torah, and how do I do it? How does it play out? How, they have a shemush in it. Often Bali Chuva, they've got from but they have no shemush in raising children. I advise Bali Chuva they have to move into a from home and they have to observe closely. Very, very important. If they just have their own wisdom and they just take time, they don't know how to raise children, they're too strict on their children. They don't add it comfortably. They don't know that the children's more important than your dry toilet. The Shabbos table, the Shmaka joke. Is they don't know, they don't have shemush. So they need shemush, you need it, you need that's the simple shad of a But there's something much, much deeper. What's much, much deeper is our perception of Hashem, our understanding of Hashem can only be from somebody. You can't perceive what you have no shaykhs to. When you see somebody who's close to Hashem's behavior, that gives you a sense of Hashem. Avram Avinu. 
more than teaching the world the truths that he learned from observing Hashem, from being close to Hashem, from understanding Torah that he was mechaven to, Avram Avinu, taught by his actions, gave the world an understanding of Hashem. By people meeting Avram, they're like, that's what Hashem is. Avram Avinu taught the world, that's Hashem. If you picture Avram Avinu sitting there and he's feeding people, he was he's doing chesed. When Avram Avinu did chesed, people said, wow, I never understood Hashem. Through Avram Avinu, and Avram Avinu said, everything I am is from Hashem, is from my relationship to Hashem, is from me trying to just be like Hashem. He gave the world a perception of Hashem. He gave the world this person who was the Yedid of Hashem, who was so close to Hashem, Avram Ahuvi, who aspired to be like Hashem, whose actions were completely dictated by Mahu Afata, by imitating Hashem, by being godly. He gave the world more than he taught from his actions. His essence, more than he taught, Avram Avinu's essence gave the world an understanding of Hashem. The world said, ah, ah. It, was, it was that moment they understood. They never had such a perception of Hashem. That's what Avram Avinu gave the world. And the first perception, Avram Avinu specifically in Chesed, that has to be the first perception of Hashem. You're out of order and you're built improperly if your perception of Hashem is not a loving, accepting figure, you're out of order. You're out of order. A Bachar who wasn't accepted in youth, he didn't have that figure, a father, who accepted him unconditionally, who accepted him not for what he could be, should be, will, who accepted him in a deep way, is just loved as he is, who doesn't have that. Typically, they get their perception of value from accomplishment. I have to do this, do that, then I have value from accomplishment. They are missing in an essential building of a person. The first step has to be Avram. The understanding, that perception of Hashem. The Goyim al people came to Avram Avinu and he learned from Hashem and he has, he's giving these, these are Arabs that come to his house. And Avram Avinu is bestowing love on them, unbelievable respect, my masters, he calls them. They're like, ah, they got it. From Avram Avinu, the world had a perception of Hashem, had an understanding, Kaviyachal, 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 with, with unbelievable Abdullah. Hashem is the, is the Bayri Kaloilamim. But from this human being, whose whole actions were from his understanding of Hashem, this human being whose whole actions were based on his understanding of what Hashem demands, of Mahu Afata, and he brought a perception when you saw his behavior, ah, if we would have somebody, we want to know Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Lahabdo, we want to know Reb Chaim Kanievsky. We never met him, so you could hear stories, but I still, but if you meet a Talmud who's true to being a student, you're like, ah, ah, I hear, ah, I got it, I know what you're saying now. You can hear things, but you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have a visual, you don't have, it's not live by you. When you met Avram Avinu, your understanding of Hashem, when I, met, when I met Rev Miller in person and started hearing live shiurim from him, he changed my perception of Hashem, of who Hashem is, what Hashem is, by seeing Rev Miller, this close person to Hashem, 
by seeing his behavior and without it, nothing will give you. You could study all day long. You can't have a perception of it. You can't understand it. You can't live it. That's, that's Eloikei Avram. Yitzchak Avinu brought a perception based on Din, based on Gvura. There's other aspects that you must understand of Hashem. And some people only have Eloikei Avram, they don't have an other, another part. They're not so Zahir in their actions. They have a sense of Hashem's Ava and Chesed that you have to start with, the unconditional love, the appreciation, the value of a person. You have to start with that perception of Hashem. But there's something called Din. Your behavior has to be measured. And there's something called Din. Yitzchak brought a different perception to the world, a continued. You have to start with Avram, and Avram Avinu was bringing to a Yitzchak, he's the first Av, and he brought to a Yitzchak a certain perception. And then Yaakov Avinu, the final Av, the three Avais, who gave to all their Banim, to Klal Yisrael, the exact perception of Hashem. So when we call Hashem Eloikei Avraham, Eloikei Yitzchak, Eloikei Yaakov, and we're referring to Hashem as the God of Avram, the reason I believe, perhaps, that we call Hashem Lekei Avram is not just because, oh, Avram Avinu served Hashem. No. Through Avram Avinu's service, He gave us a perce- an understanding that we're allowed to have. Doesn't mean we understand Hashem. Kaviyochel, kaviyochel. We na- ah, it gave a to the world of the chesed. A some understanding, some perception that Hashem wanted us to have, that Hashem allows us to have. That's why we say Eloike Avram, the God of Avram. We mean because Avram Avinu, by his care of Hashem, by his learning from Hashem, brought to the world a live dogma of the Bayreilum, a live Hasaga, a live Tseir, by based on somebody who was close to Hashem, gave an understanding. Ah, ah, I hear. That's what, that's what Avram Avinu brought, that's what Yitzchak. When we then say the three praises of Hashem, He's Godol, Gibar, and Neir. Godol means Baal Chesed. We're saying based on Avram, we now have a perception of Hashem as the Godol. He's the one who let us have a clarity of Kela Godol. That's Godol. Gibar. Gibar is Gvura, is Yitzchak, is Din. Is, that's Gvura, that's Avaidah. The three Amudim of the world. There's Torah, Avaidah, Gemilz, Chasadim. Avaidah, Din, is Yitzchak Avinu. And then Yaakov is Torah. And Yaakov is Emes. Again, Emes, Yaakov, that's Neira, perfection. Neira is, it says on the Mokim of the Oren, Ma Neira, Mokim Azez. Perfect. Is the complete balance of everything. It's the perfection, the balance of everything is Neira. And you need that proper order. You can't have a Yaakov till you have, you can't have any. Avram Avinu is the greatest person, even though it's confusing. Avram's the greatest person who ever lived, yet, yet we call, the Zayar calls Yaakov Bechir Avais, the chosen of the Avais. But I thought Avram's the greatest person. He's saying, Mogan Avram, you can't have any process till you have Avram. Till you have a Lekei Avram has to be the starting point. What Avram Avinu taught has to be the starting point. That perhaps is why we say Aleke Avram, Aleke Yitzchak, Aleke Yaakov. Anybody who understands this understands one day the Achrayis we have as a parent. We as parents uh, give our, our kids' first understanding of Hashem is based on his father. His first understanding of Hashem. 
over and over Hashem is called Avinu, and a father who's present, a father who's loving, a father who's accepting of his children, has given them the gift, the greatest gift imaginable in the world, better than anything he taught and says, is who he is to his children. When we tell parents, always we say, first the relationship before you criticize, it's like this chiddush of Waterbury, first the relationship. What they don't understand, you think, okay, you're talking about relationship, it sounds like a nice thing, a healthy zech. Like, okay, I have a lot I want to teach, and I better give them a relationship, manipulative. If I give a relationship, then I can teach, no. When you give a relationship, is the greatest thing you ever taught your child. Everything else almost becomes unnecessary to teach your child. When you have a relationship with your child, does that you start this process? They see the acceptance, they see the chesed, they see the care, the way a tata fends for his child, is so present for his child, is so steady and there for his child. So what a tata gives to his child is he's giving, every, he's giving eternity to his child by being that father. The achrayis of being that av and the amount that the av is then giving his child is, is, is you can't, it's something that's eternal. <coughs> I wanted a segue, Rabbi Say, from this topic. We're talking about the achrayis and responsibilities of an av and what a father, being a father, hands his child. The gift that he's giving his child, and, it, and somebody who doesn't have an av like this can get it from elsewhere, and has to, and Hashem, har lamakim, and the Rabbani Shalom, but the awesome schus of a tat, and what a father hands his children, and what he, what he gives over that he represents, Hashem is called an av. And, and the father, being the father, gives a perception of Hashem, is, is, is an extremely important thing. The people who have a father who's, a, who's, who's, who's accepting, that's their perception of Hashem. People who have a very tough father and not accepting and critical and put down, they automatically have a certain perception of Hashem that's a massive nisayan to overcome. And unbelievable, it's very difficult, they can be told it, until they can have a different seer of an av, that's their perception of Hashem. They have a certain perception that they struggle to change, to understand differently. If the father is not that hasaga of Hashem, of a father. But Kitzur Advarim is, I wanted the real topic I want to speak about. And I really want to segue is before Ben Azmanim, is to speak about Arachrayas of Kibbut Avim. That's the real topic I wanted to speak about. So certainly we're starting with what a father can bring to a child, what parents could bring to a child. But to me, the segue between Ben Azmanim, I want to say, some, I want to say something honest. That really I always, I have the following dilemma always. And I, I'll speak it out because I don't want it to be something. I'm very wary of agendas, hidden agendas, very wary of that. When the yeshiva speaks about all different topics, here you could say the hidden agendas, I have a son in the crowd. I'm talking about a different hidden agenda. There's a, there, I'm very wary of hidden agendas because I like honesty. Everything about the yeshiva is to build honestly. If the yeshiva says, make a kid the shamayim, and the hidden agendas make the yeshiva look good, so just say, make the yeshiva look good. I'd, be honest. Honesty is such an important part of the yeshiva. To be a sincere person, not to be a fraud, <laughs> not to say one thing and mean a different thing. So you speak of a kid the shamayim, they're going on a trip. You don't mean kid, you're not even thinking about that. Make the yeshiva look good, so say, make the yeshiva look good. When... 
before Bein Asmanim, a yeshiva looks great when a guy comes home and, is, and has good kibbutz. It makes the yeshiva look good. Admittedly, it makes the yeshiva look good. So you have a bias. If you have a hundred topics to speak about, you have a bias. A guy goes home, his his parents, the yeshiva looks great. My son is being so good to me. I love the yeshiva. Very good for the yeshiva. A guy comes ben asmanim, better than any toisvus he knows, better than any rishonim. So you have this hidden agenda that makes sure they all go home with good kibbutz them. You can do nothing in yeshiva, but they came home. They're good to the parents. Old parent cares. The kid's good to me. Givaldig, he's good to me. Excellent. I'm the yeshiva, I love you. Here's an extra hundred dollar donation. So it's very good for a yeshiva. There's a hidden agenda that it's good for a yeshiva, and I'm worried about that hidden agenda. I'm worried. Sakels, you're talking about Akiba Avim. You have a hidden agenda. Admittedly, I have to admit. But when you have negius, doesn't mean something's wrong. If you have a negius, it's, it's a kula called kula tzarech So you say before a guy goes home, this is the message you want to say. It's dangerous. You have a reason why you want to speak about it. Pasha does good for you. Such a good zach. So in a way, maybe speak about it after Ben Azman and let them be rotten to their parents. The yeshiva didn't get the hidden, didn't get that mile, and then it will just be real. But, but Lemaisa, you're right. There's a hidden agenda. You're right. That exists. But I want to say that's not why I'm talking about it. I want to say you can believe me, not believe me. There's an agiyus. It's true, but that's not the pshat. Kibud Avim, Rabbi say this Indian of Kibud Avim. The union of a person being a makir toiv is the bread and butter of the yeshiva. It's the bread and butter of Torah. It's the aschol of everything, is that a person's an emestik, a makir toiv. That he's really appreciative, that he's a smart person who's appreciative to those he should be appreciative to. In the world, a world of kafui toiv, a world of, of, of absolute no appreciation, in a world of kafui toiv, where there isn't akarasat toiv, where people are ingrateful, so the world, the secular world, teaches us blame your parents for everything. Blame, it's all their fault. One second, who brought you into the world? There are three partners in the creation of a human being. Your dad, your mom, and Hashem. Three partners in a person's existence. That he owes credit and appreciation for his existence to these three people. His father, his mother, and Hashem. That Korosatayv to somebody who brought me into the world is, is off the charts. If they did nothing for us afterwards, let alone they pay for stuff, let alone they took care of us, let alone they changed our diapers, they took care of us, they raised us. That Korosatayv is, is, is off the charts. The Chiyuv, the absolute Chiyuv, that and a person is so missing, is missing the boat, blaming it. It's all true, yeah, your parents to blame. That's Ashkochas Hashem. Every human being has quirks and things. That's Ashkochas Hashem. He wanted you to have a life and set up your Nisyonis. That's garnished. Blame your parents, you're wasting time. You're wasting your time, your parents' time. You're wasting money on psychologists. Stop blaming your parents. Knock it off. That's Hashem. He set up. You're set up in life. It's based on Hashem made, Hashem set things up. And that's your nisyonis in life. Yeah, it's true. If your father would have kissed you more, if your mama would have would have loved you more, if you... It's true. Yeah, it's true. If they wouldn't have had all that. Let me say there. Hashem put you where he wanted. He set you up the way he set you up. The blame is you're wasting time. But what you're, what you're being productive is you appreciate who gave birth to you.
If you appreciate who gave birth, you're being productive, you're accomplishing. You're accomplishing tremendous amounts. You're accomplishing things. Reb Chayfet Shlita taught in the yeshiva, in the Masifta for a year. He, he was a... He started the whole, he built the whole tzura, the structure of the yeshiva. He started a masifta years ago, which with, with them, Rayobel and myself took over, but he had built the structure, the building we had, and every, and the teachers we had, he had put into place a structure, a wonderful yid, who then taught in the masifta for a year. He said he, after the year, he's a very straight, intelligent thinker, extremely intelligent man, very knowledgeable guy, both in worldly things and secular and Torahic and things, Lahabdul. And his observation after the year, he said, I understand the yeshiva. He said, the guys learn Akaras HaToiv and they go on fire. He said, Akaras HaToiv does Tchiyas HaMesim. He said, he sees people, they become human beings, they're Makir Toiv. A guy is dead if he has no Akaras HaToiv, he doesn't live. We talk about relationship to Hashem, perception of Hashem. We talk about Avram Avinu, the Aschal of seeing Hashem as a Goymul Chesed. If you're not a Maker Toiv, you have no Aschal to anything. You have no star to your Avodah. You don't perceive a giving Hashem. You don't become a giver yourself. You have no Aschal of your Avodah. Eloike Avram. The Aschal of the Avodah. Avram Avinu, every lesson he taught, I once asked Eilam Akasha, Avram Avinu, Somebody said, thank you, Avram. And he said, thank me, thank Hashem. So I always ask the cashier, Rabbi, say, Avram Avinu, Baruch Shekivanti, in Eretz Yisrael, and Teres Chaim, Bailam heard this from a Yid who comes to give shiurim. Avram Avinu said to them, you're thanking me? Thank Hashem. So I always had a cashier. Let's say the guy forgot to thank Avram Avinu. Shucks, we lost the guy forever. Avram Avinu, a guy thanked him. He said, you're thanking me, thank Hashem. Elia David, let's say the guy forgot to thank Avram. See, he's gone. Fried forever. It's a bad trick. Avram Avinu is such a risky guy. He waited for the end of his Suda, the entire Suda. They were talking about the Mets, of course. The end of the Suda, the guy said thank. He said, oh, Hashem. What he wait? Such a dangerous thing. This Oyvid Avoidizoru, this bomb is in Avramavinu's house. If he leaves Avramavinu's house and doesn't learn Das Hashem, forever you have a bomb, you have an Oyvid Avoidizoru for eternity. What a gutsy person Avramavinu was. He waited to the end, end, end. The guy's about to leave. He says, Thank you, Avram. What a Geshmaka turkey you served. What good tongue, the mustard, just perfect. Avramavinu said, You thanking me? Thank Hashem. You, you saw I give, you like what I do. It's all from my mentor. I learned it from him. I got it from him. Everything's from him. Then the guy said, Whoa, I get it. Taka, you're right. I get it. Let's say the guy, Nebuchadnezzar, the guy, there was a guy who left Avram. You know, there was a guy, there was a guy who came to Avram Avinu and he forgot to thank Avram forever. You know, you know Muhammad, he, his elder Zayd, forgot to thank Avram Avinu. Till today, he's a bum doing, killing people, till today. Because he forgot to thank Avram. What are you being so risky, Avram? The end of the Suda, if a guy stays around. You know, there were big lines, it was a big meal. So you had 40 people, three guys said, I'm not waiting around, they booked out. Those guys, they're still killing people. Because Avram Avinu didn't get a chance to teach the guy, thank you Avram, it's Hashem. So Nebuch, that guy forever, his descendants are still killing us. Because Avram Avinu didn't get a chance to inspire this guy, Das Hashem. Mezi, wouldn't it be a better plan during the meal, teach them about Hashem, before the guy says thank you. 
And the answer to the question, Rabbi Say, is until you... The answer to the question... Not in answer, I said the answer, Shmoli. The answer to the question is till you say thank you to Avram, you have no shaykhs to Hashem, you can't be taught diddly squat. Until you appreciate your mama, you can't be taught anything. It won't work. You kedarshin and say, until you say thank you to mommy, there is nothing you can be taught. Avram Avinu Suda empowered a person and gave him that chizuk that he could say thank you to Avram. And a person who could say thank you to Avram, and only, great to see him, Omar. Only a person who could say thank you to Avram is now Shaykh to say, buddy, thank you to Avram, thank Hashem. And that person says, Taka, you're right. But only, there's no, it's impossible any other way. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, well, it's a Pirkei market type to many other, it's market type to Hashem. Who's Kofui type to many other, it's a Pirkei Devalazar, straight up. It says, Paroi was a Kofui type to Yosef. Yosef HaTzadik saved his country and he didn't appreciate it. So he's a, he says, Me Hashem, he's a Kofui type to Hashem. That's automatic, that follows Mezi. If you don't appreciate Mam, you have no shaykhs to appreciation Hashem. You don't accept and appreciate the chesed Hashem. You can't imitate. The whole, your process is flawed. We must be makirei toiv. Ben Azmanim, the Iker of Ben Azmanim, the Iker Sogi of Ben Azmanim, the Iker Sogi of Ben Azmanim has to be to appreciate my parents. The Iker Sogi. Everything else is of second rate. The Iker Sogi of Ben Azmanim is I'm going to appreciate my parents. Real. I'm going to be a guy who appreciates. They're Nisyainas. My mother is so annoying. She is annoying, but there's nothing to do with She gave birth to you. I'm going to appreciate my parents. You can't be stupid. You know in your mind, this sets me off, that sets me off. She always says this. He always looks this. So you have to mentally prepare. You know what she's going to do. She loves you like crazy. She always does it. Mentally prepare. Dad always, I tell him this, and he always responds exactly. I don't want him to respond. So you know he's going to respond. I once told the guy to write a letter to your tata. Beautiful letter to your tata. And I told him, but you know your father. You know he's going to criticize your handwriting. That's going to be his response. He's, that's his, he's, he's a very, he's emotionally challenged. And he doesn't have to tell your letter made me feel like a million bucks. So his, his way out is he's going to say, you're, he's going to say, Baruch, you have to work on your handwriting. You know it. I said, I want you to work for hours on the letter. And then equal amount of hours, I want you to prepare for the disappointment that he's going to say, Baruch, you need to work on your handwriting. I want you to prepare. You know he's going to say it. He doesn't know to say, Baruch, you made my life from the letter. He doesn't know to say it. Okay? So it made Nisyanus. You've been angry already. You've been angry long enough. But Lemaisi, you have a great tattoo who loves you, appreciates you, who gave birth to you, brought you to the world. Prepare. You know what he's going to write. Don't be, stop being an idiot. You know what he's going to write already. So you, 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 you're disappointed. Chazer. Chazer. You've already gotten the Chazekut. Besides, he created Nisyan. That was from Hashem. Move on now. On. You've been angry long enough. It's time to live. Appreciate your tata and write a gorgeous letter. All the things he does. Spend equal time preparing. I promise you, a true story. And it's the only thing not true is his name's not Baruch. But I promise the rest is accurate. And I promise you, the father criticizes handwriting. I promise you, the father criticizes. I know we both knew that's what he would do. His father called him. He said, "You got to work on your handwriting." Exactly what he criticized. That's what he criticized. 
But but he was prepared. His father said he knew his father meant to say you made my life. He knew the father meant that you made my life in the letter. He knew his father read the letter at least fifty times, over and over, and like his father was flying, and he doesn't that express. That's an old story. His father can't say, Baruch, I love you, or the letter just made my day, and I read it fifty times. Instead, he said, Baruch, you got to work on your handwriting. And then he went back to reading the letter another ten more times, over and over, and got chizuk and chiyus and appreciation. And the son appreciates his tata and his taka. It's ashkochas Hashem that he has a father who can say thank you. Okay, his father has his own challenges and can't accept it and appreciate. Okay, to say that Hashem runs the world that that help Baruch become Baruch and get his friends. But appreciate your tata. But appreciate akar satayv. Don't be a sec- the secular will teach Baruch all his life. Just be busy being upset at your tata. Spend your life, and you'll, you'll be a nothing. You'll stay a nothing, and that's it. You'll have no process of akar satayv. But you understand your father messed up your life, and you'll stay messed up forever. And you'll be a good secular person. I was always mad at that, and then you'll become a psychologist and teach the next kid to do the same. You can do that. Excellent. You're smart. You're an intelligent guy. You figured out life. All your problems are that. Teach the next kid to do it. And Shalom al Yisrael. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Keep the line. Keep the chain moving. Then the next kid figures all of life out. Out all his problems are from his father, and he's upset at his father for life. And then the next small pickle, and the next small pickle, and the next small pickle, until somebody comes who says, "I'm going to be tyrannic." And I'm going to say, why, who brought me to the world? Yes, Dennis Yainis. Yes, people are human beings. Yes, and that's Hashkoch Hashem. But why won't I choose to notice that somebody brought me into this world, a good world, and appreciate the chasadim that are abundant, that are all over the place? Why won't I appreciate that? The, the angriest guy amongst us sees beautifully. He talks, but why isn't he happy about his sight, about all the blessings? Because he, he, he's secular, because he doesn't want to accept all the chesed. He doesn't know how to accept chesed. He doesn't know how to see chesed. Some say this, he grumbles. What, what about friendship and camaraderie? You're sitting here now, you're around this. What, how could you be upset? You're just around, but you don't know how to accept it. You don't know how to be, and then you're trained, well, you're probably and worries and sorrows and blame and you're good and you figured it out you have it down exactly Shalom al Yisrael except we can be tired and we can be makire toiv we could see the blessings we can enjoy the blessings we could celebrate the blessings we can we could have that too we could have that too I'm always nishtaymim Rabbi say in Shemayna Esrei David and again this is sophisticated Laniyaz Daiti it's sophisticated in Shemayna Esrei I'm fascinated you have 12 slash 13 matis requests and praises. I'm so confused. Isn't the requester missing? <clears throat> I'm sitting and praying to Hashem. I'm like a guy missing a lot, you know. I'm sitting at Hashem, please, Pinosa, Rufu. We're a, we're a missing people. I'm sitting, such a lacking guy. I'm like begging. What am I doing? I'm like so confused. I'm asking and I'm thanking. I'm asking, am I a full guy or am I an empty guy? I don't get who am I. I'm davening makes like such a confused figure. Twelve, thirteen bakashas. Huh? So mefeltzach, we're missing so much. We're missing all the bakashas. Rabbi say all the requests are only to point us. All our requests for the future only to say who supported me till now. The requests themselves bring out how rich we are. Hashem, please give me parnasa. 
Hello, buddy. Who you're? You're alive. You're talking. You're cl- you're you're kicking. Oh, you know, Hashem, you, you Taka supported me till now. <coughs> I just forgot. Sheeplishly, I sort of forgot to thank you for this. You know, I'm begging, right. hoping, worried. I forgot to thank you for it. The appreciation, Elias Moskim, after, right after Elias. But the appreciation of what we have, the appreciation of what we have has to be the essential, has to be the, 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 the underlying factor, the appreciation of what we have. To our parents appreciating that we're alive, that they brought us into existence, that they caused us to be here has to be the, it has to be the central theme of our life, appreciating our parents. Rev. Aaron David went to his um, went to his Rebbe before Pesach. A Yid who's a Rebbe of many of the Rebbeim in the Mir. And he asked Rev. Aaron David, what's the biggest mitzvah? The well Seder is full of mitzvahs. Full of mitzvahs. Unbelievable mitzvahs. He said, what's the biggest mitzvah? You'll do Lela Seder. So he was thinking about it. You have the rices, the Rabbanans, a night full of mitzvahs. Beautiful night. He was analyzing and saying, Lamda, Shtikloch, different, different theories, a good child, what's the biggest mitzvah? He said to him, your mother's at the Seder, being good to your mama, making sure you speed up a little, that you shouldn't take too long until you get to the food. Your mama's there, making sure you're serving her. That's your biggest mitzvah tonight. Now, Kibbeim, Zichr, the biggest mitzvah. His mother was there. Zichr, the biggest mitzvah tonight, for sure. But it's so may Inyan Pesach, the night of Pesach, when we're Bonim Lashem, relationship, being to those our providers, that's Pesach. I see that as Pesach. How are you, Shaykh, Bonim Lashem, the children of Hashem, the one chosen for an extra special relationship to Hashem, how are you, Shaykh, to that without appreciating your tat and mama? How are you, Shaykh, to that? Revolver upon his death. Revolba upon his death, the day Revolba died, the guys know I'm intrigued. What Tzadikim say the day they die is the most clear things they say in their lives. They're about to walk into eternity, they're going to Elam Abba. They're about, they're, they're right by, the, they're right by the, the door, they're about to go to Elam Abba and they talk to their families. That's, you hear very clear things. Everything very measured. The opposite of a person who doesn't know where they're going. There's Bahala, there's panic. Big tzaddikim are very calm the last day. They're very excited. They're going to Elam There's a sadness to leave a world of mitzvahs for certain. But they know very clearly where they're going. We spoke about it a little last night. But, but um, Revolb on the day of his death said to his children, I have a letter that I want you to read. I wrote this letter 50 years ago. And he said, please read this letter. He told his children, Revolba, from the greatest teachers in the last 50 years, told his wife and children the day before, the day he departed them to go to, his, to, go to Elam Abba, he said, I have a letter I wrote 40, 50 years ago, and I would like you to read it right after I die in a few hours. I want you to read the letter. And Revolba's letter said to them a lot of things, very fascinating letter, we have the letter. But Revolba said, amongst the things he said, is you have three partners in your creation. Your Tati, your Mama, and Hashem. And Revolba said something brilliant. He said, did you notice a lot of Yisoyimim become very from? People who are fry become religious. People who are religious become more from. They become B'nai Torah after their parent dies. A shallow person thinks, like death makes them change. They saw death. He says, not the Pshat. 
Because otherwise, if you see a brother die or somebody somebody sees a friend die, should also have tshuva. A parent brings tremendous tshuva. Rav Olba said, I'll explain it to you. There are three partners in a man. Typically, your tendency is to rely on the partners that are more visible partners. Since you see your parents, you rely on them more. Rav Olba said to his children, now that I'm gone, I want, he wrote in this letter to them, now that I'm gone, please look more to the third partner. Now, I'm not more visible than Hashem. Look to your third partner, who was always there, who was a shotif in your creation. But t- lean more on your third partner. That's what Volba told his children. Amongst other things, he told them, I still see what's going on. I'm still there for you. I know very much what's going on. That's Chazal. That was very nice. You could still talk to me, he said. And I'm listening. And, I'll, and I'll, anything I can intercede on your behalf, a father forever cares for his children. He told them a lot of beautiful things. But he told them, lean more on the third shotif. But we have three partners. We must learn to respect those partners tremendously, and then when we respect those, we could be Banim Lashem. Huge Pesach specifically, Pesach Ben Azmanim. It will change all your mitzvahs. All your mitzvahs have to have relationship. People's mitzvahs have two components. But before you have a Lekei Yitzchak, you have a Lekei Avram. In mitzvahs, you have to have two parts to mitzvahs. Relationship, that's a avram. My tato, ah, simcha shel mitzvah. The beauty, Hashem's mitzvah, gishmak. Through the mitzvahs, the great gishmak. The second step you need is there's something called din. Do it in exactness. What's the shear? There are people who only have a lekei yitzchak. They skip the lekei avram, which you can't come to lekei yitzchak. They're measuring the matzahs. They forgot to have a whole party. You do mitzvahs. Should be laughing and jumping up and down, throwing around the matzahs, hugging the matzahs, flying around. We're doing mitzvahs. We're born for mitzvahs. You have to have a lekei avram first. Mitzvahs Hashem, relationship. <laughs> then there's a the next step. Make sure you have the right kezayis. Make sure you eat in the right shear. You need that also. You're missing. You don't have a shlemus. If you don't have that too, there's an exactness. So kiss your matzahs. Jump up and down. Sing. Drink all the yai and go meshuga at your seder. And then make sure your matzahs the exact shear. Don't make sure be missing a little. Make sure you swallow it in one shot. The kezayis. Make sure every din is filled exact. You have to have everything. Shlemus. Elokei Avraham. Elokei Yitzchak. Elokei Yaakov. The perfect balance. You need to have. That's what you need to do. But being good to our parents and appreciating our parents is in this Ben Asmanim. The Iker attack of Ben Asmanim. The Iker Avoid of Ben Asmanim. Yisidarim are huge. Huge. Torah always. But you have to live your Torah. The Iker of Ben Asmanim is to be good to your parents. The Iker. I only let guys come to Waterbury this Shabbos to Ben Asmanim is only because the rest of Ben Asmanim, if they come to Shabbos, they'll be better to their parents. So you're only coming for Shabbos, so the rest of the Shabbos is saying, Yom with your parents is better. That's what we learned in Yeshiva Korosatayv. That's what will hazard this Shabbos, because that's what we always hazard. I always, I, I said over a Misa, I'll tell you a Misa. I'll tell you a Misa, and this will explain the Shabbos that's coming on us. Be'ez Hashem. I'll tell you a Misa. <coughs> There's a Yid Rev Hafman, Zatzal, was a big tzaddik, and he was a Talmud of Rev Isaac Sherev. Rev Isaac Sherev. He was a Talmud of Isaac Sher. Who's of Isaac Sher's father-in-law, Yaakov Kalish? What? Who? Who is of Isaac Sher's father-in-law? Yeah, very good. Rev Isaac Sher. 
So Rev Isaac Sher, he said to um so Rev Rev Hoffman wanted to badly his Rebbe. It turned out it was the last Yom Kippur of his Rebbe's life. And Rev, and Rev Hafman, this Balmusa, this beautiful Yid, wanted to spend, his Rebbe was getting old, and he wanted to spend Yom Kippur by his Rebbe. So he asked his wife, do you think I can go to my Rebbe for Yom Kippur? And his wife said, go. He had his wife's bracha. So Erev Yom Kippur, he comes into his Rebbe, Erev Yom Kippur, it's of Isaac Sher's last Yom Kippur of his life. And he comes in to, 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 to get that charge, that energy, his last... His chance, he knew his Rebbe was getting old and it turned he predicted, right, it was the last Yom Kippur of his life. And he comes Erev Yom Kippur into his Rebbe to spend that Yom Kippur by the feet of his Rebbe attached to his Rebbe. And he comes Erev Yom Kippur and his Rebbe says to him in strong words, get out of here, go back home. He had driven far, had a mishpacha, he was an hour away, he said, get back home. He said, what do you mean, what do you mean? He said, did you ask your wife for shoes to be here? He said, I asked. He said, had you asked your wife? So he said, I asked her that, that I want to go to my Rebbe. The last interview. She said, go, give out. He said, that's not how you ask your wife something. You ask, you think I can go to my Rebbe? My ruchness will be changed forever? You didn't give her two options. That's not how you ask your wife. He said, it's a shame. Maybe you should be home. Maybe you should be with your children. Maybe it's a discussion. There's big stud. Until you discuss it with your bold stud and you didn't ask, get back home. Erev Yom Kippur, he drives back home. He discusses with his wife, and his wife sends him back, and he spent his last Yom Kippur, the Isaac Shek, with his Rebbe. So, you know, Pshat Rabbi said, any Rebbe tells his... Why does wife let him back? And t- after his wife heard what Rav Isaac shared, she said, please go back. Go back. She begged him. She drove him back. And back, all of a sudden, he went with more goodies to break the fist. <laughs> so this, such a Rebbe teaches a, a, a Talmud like that. The wife begs him, could you go go every other Shabbos, please? <laughs> so that's that's the heter. Bachar comes for Shabbos because here he's going to learn this whole Ben Azman. His parents say, please go back for Shabbos. But of course, I tell you, Rabbi, say, Ben Azmanim, all of us have to have that project first and specifically Pesach, Ben Azmanim. First and foremost, we bonim Lashem, we have to be bonim to our parents. First and foremost, in a starka oifen, to be mechazik, of course, I tell you, to our parents. In a strong oifen, to really be mechazik, of course, I understand, don't be stupid, you can be fired up. But then mom's going to say that line, so why don't you prepare? You know what she's going to say. Instead of equal to preparing the very Torah, which you should prepare for the Seder, is preparing. Remember, mom is going, remember, dad's going to say your bad handwriting, remember? Dad, with all your accomplishments, is going to say, come on, why do you, okay, he's going to say, prepare, that's part of Achana, you know what he's going to say. And if you don't know what he's going to say, could you get smart already? Dads love us, they're predictable, they're not evil, they're crazy over us. If he's evil, he'll, he'll say what you're not prepared for. They're not evil. They love us. People, they're human beings. So be prepared. That's your achana. Chazer. Mom's going to say this, and it always sets me off when she says it. I'm not going to get sick off. Mentally, sit down for now. Go on a walk. Chazer, visualize. She's going to say that line, and I'm just going to chuckle, and I'm going to say to my son, Mom, and give her a big hug, and I love you. But you have to prepare. It's not so easy. But if you prepare, it's easier. You know what she's going to say. You know she's going to. You know, she, she said it for th- 20 years. Eight, when are you going to get smart already? And just say, say prepare. Be mechen. Prepare. Mom's going to say that one. She's going to. And your brother's going to annoy you when he does this. Prepare. That's your achana. Sit down. You don't prepare. 
So then, of course, you always fall prey for the same thing. Prepare, be mechen, the ikar avoid of ben asmanim. Is kibbut avim, specifically Pesach ben asmanim. Then we're bonim to our parents. Will taka be the right bonim to Hashem? Let's hop around a few minutes of shir.